You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Hey boys, this is Tim Talks. I hope you enjoyed the program today. And you land lovers, you listen to Brother Al. He knows what he's talking about there. And you'll have a rand day, you will. Later. <laughs> well, for those of you that didn't understand a word of what you just said, welcome to the club. That was Pastor Mark Elcock from Legacy Baptist Church in uh, Brampton, Mississauga of uh, Toronto. And uh, he's a great friend of mine. He often helps me get to the airport and from the airport when I have to fly out of Toronto. He is from Newfoundland. He's a native Newfoundlander. And uh, he put on a little bit heavier today, but that's how they sound. They're an incredible people. That is Canada's friendliest people. And he is a super good friend of mine. I appreciate him very much. So thanks, Brother Mark, for doing that. So welcome to Monday, my friend. How are you? I am doing awesome. How about yourself? You know, I'm doing phenomenal, except I feel like I feel like you're lording over me today. I feel like Well, that's about right. It's, <laughs> it's, that would be the proper way. You you probably have felt that for about thirty eight years now. So No, actually just about the last thirty seconds when I put my camera <laughs> when I put my phone up high so you could see me and now you're looking down upon me. Now you know how we feel. Yes. <laughs> I've got the perspective of how everybody looks at me. <laughs> I, felt I, like you're, you. I felt like you're hanging this thing from the ceiling. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and buy some platform shoes right now. <laughs> I got hey, a maybe pair. I could borrow your I got old a pair ones. Of, yeah, I got a pair in the in the old bin. Did you ever no, wear those back in the seventies? Never. Never. I thought that those were the stupidest things. They a lot were. of guys did. A lot of guys oh, yeah. did. But I thought, yeah. I'm going to trip and break my ankle. It's going to snap right off of those tall things. I had a neighbor. His name was Elvin Mertland. What a name. Elvin, Elvin Mertland. Mertland. You can't forget yeah. that one. You can't forget that. And Elvin Mertland, when I was in grade eight, was probably about four foot eight, four nine, something like that. He wasn't very tall. And he never got much taller than that. I think he ended up being about five foot two, three, something like that. He was pretty short. And he'd wear them things all the time. That's great. It was hilarious. He had the real long hair and the real high shoes. Yes. And the silk shirts. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. With the butterflies. Oh, yeah. He was hip, man. Yep. Yep. He was cool. He was cool. (laughs) <laughs> I will tell you, I lived in Florida when that was the biggest craze, and those silk shirts at least felt good in the heat. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here in Canada, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same when it's forty below zero. <laughs> <laughs> they make an unusual noise that I don't think I can, you know, duplicate, <laughs> replicate. <laughs> oh man. Well, we both just come off a couple of. Pretty great weeks. Um, I in Kinross, Michigan, doing that camp. Oh my goodness, Dan! It was, it was Amen. awesome. I, it um, I, it gave me a couple of good topic ideas. I, I was dealing with 154 kids, the largest 
uh, camp they've ever had, which was phenomenal. That's we, great. by the grace of God, had five kids saved. We had five Amen. come for assurance of salvation. But it took me a while to get them to respond in the invitation. Hmm. I, I like to see people respond as you do, and we've yes. talked about that. And I had a really tough time. So I went to the kids and I said, hey, what's the deal? And they gave me some great answers that we'll share another time on good. another podcast. Uh, really, really good. I thought it was excellent. So yeah, so that was fantastic. One of the reasons they had such a big crowd was because um, one of the youth pastors that came that brought about 25 kids, maybe 30, was uh, Brother Matt Doughty. And the guys here in Canada would recognize that name because his dad pastored in Windsor, Ontario for ah. about 30 years. Great, great guy. Had a good church there. And uh, the church is still going under different pastoral leadership. Uh, the pastor's son-in-law took it. But Matt said to his young people when he heard I was preaching, you heard at a youth conference over in Michigan, he goes, guys, you got to go hear this guy. I heard him 30 years ago. And they said, how old is he? <laughs> <laughs> so he brought his young people. Man, we had a great, great time. It was awesome catching up with him. So really good. And the Smite program there, phenomenal, right? Yes, we were in Cleveland for the Smite campaign, and despite some pretty big obstacles, a giant Mm. storm one night and other situations going on, it was a blessing. It was great. I think 109 saved, and so that was just a great week. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, I dig into the mailbag today and uh, had a a young preacher here in Canada contact me, and he said, I'm working a bivocational job and pastoring. Uh, I think he was uh, an assistant pastor, actually. And he said, I am really struggling with balancing my time and being able to write messages effectively. Could you guys discuss that? And and both of you and I have agreed that that's not just assistant pastors. It's not just bivocational pastors. Sermon preparation time is is very, very uh, important and sometimes very hard to find when you're trying to balance a ministry. So I thought maybe we could tackle that this week. That sounds great. Yeah, um, I think if I remember the email correctly, because I don't have it in front of me, he was talking about that now the pastor wanted him to preach one Wednesday a week, right. uh, each Wednesday for a certain duration for a certain Correct. series, and Correct. he was finding the the regular study, in addition mm-hmm. to being bivocational, is right. really difficult, and that is that is something that that I could certainly identify with and and understand mm-hmm. as I've talked to many many guys. Who feel the same way and now can you magnify that by two more Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes three if you count sunday school and so you know trying to come up with four different messages while you're working and uh Mm -hmm. you know a a secular job i mean it's difficult trying to be a a husband and a father and you know i I don't know if he is but i mean that that's that's a lot of irons in the fire 
Yeah, and a lot of younger guys want to preach in a style where they get you know deep into the scriptures and you know verse by verse, word by word kind of studies, and that can really take a lot of time to do it properly. And then you throw on top of that, you you know, as a senior pastor, you're doing maybe a nursing home, which you can always do something you've done at church, but some guys like to do a different thing. And then, you know, weddings, funerals, you know, all that kind of stuff. It can really get to be taxing, and it can be hard to find that time and balance it. And this young preacher that yes. wrote in said, I have a hard time balancing my family in that. And so, yeah, I think that's something we could address and maybe give some help on. We've both been in those situations. Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, I, I thank the Lord that I've never had to be bivocational, but what happens is uh, you whenever you get involved in other ministries, and we can certainly talk about that later, but it the, the first thing that I think of whenever I read that is it, not in a— nasty way or snide way but welcome to the ministry that that's what the ministry is and many times in the in the old testament it, they would say that the burden of habakkuk you know that mm-hmm. god gave him and and in in a way most of the messages that we receive from the lord from our study are burdens and we we want to unburden that it, there's a heaviness, not not only when you preach on hell or Satanism or something like that, but, uh, right. you know, yeah, there there's times that you're looking forward to, like, wow, this is a great one lifting up the Lord. But there's many times that what we're giving is a burden. I, I've never been gleeful whenever I know that I've got to really handle some sin situations or Mm -hmm. uh, things that either I've gone through. I used to think in my naivety that um, it would be great to have some awesome illustrations until I went through some things in the ministry and it breaks your heart. And Mm -hmm. the minute the illustrations that I thought when I was younger were wow illustrations, Man, they're illustrations you never want to ever go through again. Right, right. And I think that's one of the biggest things that guys struggle with is making messages applicable. And one way that we do that is through um, experience and through, you know, those kind of illustrations. And it takes time to get those. You don't have those right away. And I think for most guys, your family becomes a big part of your illustration. And if you're not able to spend time with them, you're not able to get those illustrations. So it's kind of a catch-22 there. But, um, yeah, I understand what it is. I was bivocational for a very short time, and I found it very difficult um, to balance that out. I will tell you, and I, I'm just to be honest and transparent, when I started in the ministry— um, I was very simplistic in my preaching, very simple. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time. I just didn't. I was trying to knock on every door in our city by myself. I was trying to disciple people that got saved. I'm trying to administer the church, and I I just didn't have a lot of time. So I did the Mm -hmm. best I could. I tried to find something that I could give to people, salvation in the morning, usually Christian living at night. Wednesday night was a series, and that, that helped a little bit. 
But yeah, I beg God for every message I got. Amen. And and it's good learning process, but it is a great difficulty. And I'm thankful that I was able to start sort of, it, I was a little disappointed whenever I started because I didn't get a lot of opportunities to speak. But in in retrospect, that was a good thing to learn mm-hmm. to do the ministry first before you just go into the speaking. And because sometimes we think that that's all the ministry is. Maybe somebody who has not been through it thinks that the ministry is the speaking part. That's that's what I would classify as the fun part. The study and the speaking are the fun part, but all of the other is work, 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 work. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was a great burden for me whenever I would be scheduled to preach especially the first four or five years when Doc Thompson was still there, about once every, I don't know, seven, eight months I'd get to preach, and whether it's a Wednesday or Sunday night, and uh, it, it was always, wow, I got to spend a lot of time into this. And, and even then I was thinking, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine doing this for three services. What's frustrating is when you sit under a man like Dr. Thompson he would go to preach somewhere, and we've talked about this. He would stop at a restaurant. He would take out the napkin from his meal. He would pull out a pen in his Bible, and in about 15, 20 minutes, write the most powerful message you've ever heard in your life, and it would be filled with Scripture and illustration. And then we would spend you know, 12 oh, hours yes. on a message and get done and be like, what was that? <laughs> yes. But I learned a lot of great things about that. I, and I learned that as you get older and experienced, uh, things do come a little bit easier. And I've learned this, that he, and I think you have somewhat of this, um, he had great retention from reading. And that was a tremendous help to him. And I think it helped to you as well. I don't have that. I, Man, I read something, I got to really, really study it and really work on keeping that. Or I have to write it down or I lose it. So if you have that ability, that's a help. But most of us don't have that. Well, whenever you wind up, at our age now, we're the old guys, and you've got 40 years of study. You know, wow. uh, like like Sunday morning, for example, just this last Sunday morning, I had come over early. I, w- w- they had done some parking lot work, and I had to sort of rope off the parking lot with church buses so people wouldn't drive on it and things. And so um came over early, made sure the slides were just the way that I wanted them because I always, I always re-edit it on, on Saturday, you know, change it, tweak it a little bit. And so went home and getting around and wound up running a little bit late. And so I'm closing my computer and I went, oh, I don't think I saved my sermon. And I oh, closed no. it without saving it. And oh, so, no. you know, I'm trying everything I can to get it back. I couldn't find it. It's gone. And so I got to church about 1025. We started at 1030. And oh, no. it, because I was looking for I couldn't get that sermon back. And I thought maybe it's saved on my tablet. Nope, nope. So I went up to the sound booth. I said, I got to write my points down. I lost my whole sermon. Oh, and, no. you know, man, I the Lord blessed as as he is gracious in doing that but uh, i had i had four sentences on a little notebook sheet of paper and that was my whole sermon and you know a lot of people commented of man that was a great message and i'm thinking well (laughs) lord thank you you know but it is 
I, I didn't preach it the way that I had prepared it, yeah. but um, you know, it, it just whenever you have done it, it does come a little bit easier at times whenever you do something stupid. Yeah, I, and I've had that same experience, and I've had a few scares of late. My iPad, uh, a few times when I use the thumb button, um, doesn't bring my notes up. And oh man, my goodness. Whoo, so I've started keeping some backups in other places just in case, you know, so I can get to something. But I'm a word-for-word word kind of guy, and I've done it. I've taken a couple messages and just done, you know, the three main points and maybe a couple sub-points and been able to do it. But I, I'm not comfortable doing that. Even even after all these years, I still don't want to rely on my weak memory oh, for no. things. Yep. So, um I think one of the scariest and hardest things for most preachers is, you know, you're drawing in on that time when you have to preach and you don't have something in mind. You you've you've just draw a blank. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a, a writer's cramp, you know. And I think we've all writer's experienced block. that block. Writer's cramp. cramp is usually well your your well, hand stiffens up. I used to write them up by hand, so I go back that far. He's right in my hand. Actually, I never have. I've always typed my messages because my handwriting is so bad. I couldn't read it. So I've always typed my messages out. But yeah, the writer's block is what I meant. But uh, yeah, and that's that's a scary thing because I've come down to, like you say, late, late Saturday night or early, early Sunday morning. And I've got a friend, Dr. Gordon Connor, out in Vancouver. He's always gone to the office like four o'clock in the morning on Sunday and written his messages because oh, he wants it to be goodness. absolutely fresh. Wow. And I'm like, wow! Like he does a lot of study through the week, but he puts yes, it together right. on Sunday morning. I just, I'm not that daring. I am not that. Daring. When I when I read about Charles Spurgeon, he would study all week long, and then by s- Saturday evening. He would have his message ready, and his wife would come and sit on the floor in front of his chair and listen to the sermon because oftentimes she was too ill to go on Sunday. Right. And and so, you know, he would, like, go through his message, like his rehearsal, you know, on Saturday night. So if I'm waiting till Saturday night, I'm, I've got ulcers. You know, I, I pretty much yeah. have— planned what I'm going to, it's not an outline form yet, but the next Sunday, I've pretty much, we're recording this on Tuesday, and I've already done some sketching uh, of preparation for that. So, yeah, it is a burden. It is a burden. And um, Mm. we are burdened. I don't know about you, but if I go on vacation, I feel like, oh, man, what's going on at church? Yeah. Whenever I'm at church, I'm thinking, man, I need to be spending time with Denise. And whenever I spend time with Denise, I'm thinking, oh, man, I, I really need to be studying. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You know, that, that's just how, how I am inside, and, and I don't think that'll ever change. But uh, yeah. going on, to, on a schedule really helped me, but, but it is a burden. It is a burden to prepare. Yep. And I don't know how long this— uh, young preacher has been has had that opportunity of preaching but it is both an opportunity and a heavy burden yeah see that's where you and i differ a little bit because like charles spurgeon i have my wife sit at my feet and listen to my messages (laughs) and i think we can both say that it was very effective for spurgeon but what really has aided me is ruthie then says 
that's junk. Let me write you a good one. And then I preach that. And once once in a while, you know, I hit a zinger. So that's what really I was. I, I was waiting for you to say, I'm the one sitting at Denise's feet. And, and <laughs> well, I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I wouldn't dare do that because... I can't take the criticism. I can't, you know, talk about a weight when your wife's sitting there shaking her head going, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, I do have a tip for you. If you don't want writer's block, don't eat too much cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a different blockage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you now, what really helps who the else, spirit move. Who else has a podcast where you can go one sentence? <laughs> we're, we are two sentences away from disaster. We're talking about it's talking about the burden of preaching. <laughs> and then in two sentences, we're talking about laying our burdens down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard this on Paul Chappell's podcast out of Lancaster. <laughs> I think he's got the same thing. No, there's nowhere in the world you're getting this. This is this is <laughs> as live as it gets right oh, here. Oh man. So and we've we've promised not to edit when we do that stuff. So yeah. Well listen, let's leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How can you pick it back up? I can't. I've got nothing. I've got, I'm completely so blank. We will leave it with our wives at our feet. There you go. There you go. There you go. We'll leave it there. On um, Wednesday, let's take a look at uh, fighting for time. How do you how do you get more time out of the time you've got? And uh, maybe some tips on you know that. And then Friday, we just said we'd discuss time management tips. How you can do that. So. Um, those kind of work hand in hand. So we'll look at that on Wednesday, uh, fighting for time in uh, a busy, busy world. And, you know, we all thought we were going to have more time when we got computers. We thought, oh, man, we'll save so much time. But, boy, you don't. You just don't. And so we'll take a look at that. So from uh, St. Thomas, Ontario, where uh, I'm contemplating right now whether to go with shredded or uh, – just a block of cheese. Um, <laughs> I like the individual little wrap ones. The string cheese is probably my favorite. <laughs> well, I get ready to write a message. This is Al Stone, and uh, I don't want to slow you down, Brother Dan. You go ahead and take it from there. Yes. Well, now that I'm working with this nutritionist, no cheese. I love cheese. Nacho? No cheese. Nacho, nacho cheese. It is nacho cheese anymore. Yep, that's exactly right. So, oh, man. Well, um, I hope that people are ed- taking advantage of the website, Baptist Ed, up and running. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it had a little, couple little glitches. I thought it was all set, but a uh, couple of little, n- nothing to do with money or something, but a, cu- a couple right. of login glitches of of logging in and you know but i i like it and i think it's going to be awesome i'm excited to add more give us the address again baptisted.com there you go and uh again if you haven't seen those videos yet i'm telling you go today take a look um 
if you're a youth leader, pastor, Sunday school teacher, Christian school teacher, these things are an incredible way for you to teach doctrine uh, to younger people with a great, um, really a great modern tool advantage of video. And uh, I highly recommend them. Please uh, take a look and get some. The, the price on them is incredibly low and uh, can be a great help to you. So subscribe and get in on that. Uh, you're producing new ones all the time, right? You're working on new ones yeah, all the time. Yeah, about every seven to ten days, another one. Wow. We'll get another one in, in and update it. So we've got about a 190 minutes right now of various wow. videos and things. And uh, I will tell you one thing. Um, I've used quite a few test audiences over the over the last mm -hmm. two months, and of course our yeah. teens have been watching all of them uh, as they went along. But uh, the, you get all kinds of opinions. Afterwards, some will say, "Well, it's a little bit childish," and some will say, "Oh, I think it wasn't that funny," and some will say, "Oh, no, it's pretty good." But one thing's for certain: mm -hmm. everybody watches every minute of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. if yeah. if they were that bad or if they were too childish or too kiddie, people wouldn't watch them, you know. Right, but uh, right. I don't care how, how old you are, you probably, if Looney Tunes or Pink Panther or whatever was on, <laughs> you'd probably stop and watch it, you know. So yeah. at least it has that element of everybody watches every second of it. So, Or, or for you kids that don't understand what that is, or Blue's Clues. No, 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 no. Bob no. the Builder. I, I use or... those on purpose because those are classic. <laughs> Classics. Yes. Um, I will say this. What I was impressed by is in the test audience I was in, almost every person said, I would show that to a friend. I would use that yes, to convey that it. message to a friend. Mm -hmm. I thought that's that's key. That's really mm -hmm. important. So good for you. God bless you. Well, listen, this is Tim Talks. We're going to be back on Wednesday talking about time management. And here's a guy who's pastoring a church. He's the youth, pa youth pastor at their church. He is working with Awake America. He is writing uh, script and producing a video for Baptist Ed and still has time to talk with me once a week. That's pretty good time management. Good job. I don't think I've slept in 12 days. <laughs> you look like it. I was going to say when we got off air here, you need to go to bed, man. <laughs> your eyeballs are on your chest. <laughs> I did hear a good one the other day. A guy said, my wife and I agreed to never go to bed angry at each other. We've been up since Friday. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Please share, uh, like, uh, pass it on. Do all that you need to do to keep us going. We sure appreciate it. This is the Tim Talks. Have a great day. Eh? You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.